0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Now What Wednesday. So excited to be here with all of you as usual. Hope you're all doing good and you are ready to like dive into another awesome episode. So today on the show... Well, it is October now and students have been back to school for about a month and a half now. You know, those high schoolers and university students are in the middle of midterms as we speak. Today's episode is actually um, about graduation. So yes, it would have been nice to have an episode like this in the springtime as people are graduating, but the timing just worked out that Emily is joining me here today and it is the fall. So Emily Guerra is a productivity life coach for self-employed females. She created the productivity flow to help women like her improve their productivity by improving their overall mindset. Her goal is to share lessons she has learned through the trials and errors of graduating into COVID to working for herself straight out of college and doing more than a decade of therapy so she can inspire others to reach their full potential even faster. So without further ado, let's get to the now what. blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question now what hey friends have you ever had that i just feel so bloated now what moment (laughs) me too and that's when i reach for my greens gut glow drink Yep, I can sip my way to healthier-looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbonne Nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, Gut Health, Digestion, and Microbiome Support, and Skin Elixir Collagen Support. I drink this every day. The greens, just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder, delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barley grass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, this plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of Bacillus coagulant probiotics, plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit-flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone, and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants, This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Get Glow Bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your greens gut glow bundle all in one click. Well, hello, Emily. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. You are all the way on the other side of the continent, <laughs> a few time zones away, but through the magic of you know, the interwebs, here we are at the same time, same place. I know, right? I love it. Yeah. So, we're going to jump right in, but before we do that, you know, obviously I just read your lovely bio to everybody, but I always like to start each episode with guests sharing something about themselves that they actually want people to know about them.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I think the biggest thing that I want people to know about me is that I have been on a crazy journey with therapy. I started therapy when I was around nine years old or something like that, when Mm -hmm. my parents got divorced. And honestly, the best thing that they ever did for me during that divorce was send me to therapy because it instilled a really foundational understanding of mental health that I have brought with me in everything I do and everywhere I go. And I believe that it really has built the foundation that of my business as well and Mm -hmm. so it's just like very much who I am and I talk about therapy with everybody some people are like oh my gosh she she said that she has a therapist like something's wrong with her and I'm like everybody needs a therapist actually I would argue that it's probably one of the most liberating things so that's definitely like the number one fun fact that I love to share.
0: That is so good. And at the time of this recording, it's actually Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Exactly. And yep. so a uh, very good thing to share. And I, I agree with you. I think, A, we need to destigmatize the the concept of someone going to therapy. It's a very good thing. And two, don't you think it should be mandatory? <laughs> Right? Like, you know, there's oh, certain, my goodness. There's certain like professionals that you must see, like you got to go to the dentist, you got to go get your eyes checked. I feel like, you know, therapy needs to be on that checklist of well being that everyone just
1: needs to do as part of their routine. I so agree. And another thing that I think should be on that checklist is communication. So I was actually a communications major in college. And I took classes that were about relationships, that were about how to talk to people, how to understand body language. And it's just so foundational and it doesn't matter what job you have, you communicate with humans. And I think that it is something that is really missing in so many people's education because communication is so related to mental health in so Mm -hmm. many ways. And I think that would definitely be a great, add on the checklist for sure yeah
0: and like not just post-secondary but like lower down in people's academics like elementary school and high school there needs to be like absolutely communication classes well that is something that you and I actually have in common I am also a communications graduate love is a fantastic segue into the story that we're talking about today with you is I just graduated now what yeah, so awesome. story. I know, right? So you're a communication grad. So am I. But that was not the "in" quote-unquote industry that you intended to get into. Why don't you like rewind the tape for us and take us back to like little Emily and what your hopes and dreams and desires were for your future? Yes. And then we'll talk about what's going on in your life now that you actually have graduated. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So little Emily was obsessed with weddings and she always wanted to be a wedding planner. So in high school, I had internships and in college, I had internships all for wedding planning and all different kinds of events. And then I actually had a couple of jobs lined up. So I had two wedding planning jobs lined up for right when I graduated, which was super exciting. And then I ended up graduating in 2020 right into the pandemic. So right into lockdown, I actually graduated about three or four weeks after lockdown officially started. So it was right at the beginning and obviously wedding planning was no longer happening since the weddings were no longer happening. And I lost both of those jobs. And then I lost my restaurant job that I had at the time. So I could no longer afford to move in with my friends like we had planned to do after college. And I really just had no idea what to do because my whole plan, my whole life kind of just fizzled away just like that. Yeah. What was and, it about weddings that you loved from
0: being a little girl? And like, how, like, how did you know like that is what you wanted to be?
1: So I love design. I love interior design and I love uniting an event with design. I think it's a really powerful way to Draw out emotion in people. And (laughs) one of the most emotional events there is, is a wedding. And it's like your chance to make someone's dream day come true. And I always wanted to inspire people and to help people and to just really make sure that people get what they deserve on their big day. And I think ever since I was little, I was really drawn to like being that person that'll help someone else have their dream.
0: Mm, Do you remember the very first wedding that you went to?
1: I was actually a flower girl. It was one of my neighbors. Okay. That's pretty epic. Like first wedding experience and you are part of the show. I know that probably had something to do with it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, you like many young girls or people in general, just have this idea in their head of what it is they want to do when they grow up. And then were you... I guess you weren't so laser focused that you weren't into, you were open to taking other things, other classes, other stuff for your like broad spectrum learning. Cause obviously you going into communications wasn't like, hey, I went and got an event planning certificate. You're like, let you me go get off. a degree. Right. So what kind of made you realize like, oh, maybe I need to like go to college and learn something a little bit more broad than, Event plan,
1: yeah. So, actually, my dad is a college professor, Mm, okay. So, it was very instilled in me that college is not an option, it's just the only option. Like, I have to go to college, and I never really saw any other way. I have two older brothers who also went to college, both my parents went to college, so it was very much something that I almost felt like I didn't really have a choice in I was never mad about it it was mm-hmm. never something I regret doing I loved college I had a really fortunate experience but I know that there are many people that don't that have that pressure to go to college but it may not be that right choice for them so I can totally see that too luckily or when for they me, go to college. it ended up being the right choice yeah. Or when they go to
0: college, they're going to college for something really specific for a certain industry or a certain you know future career. Yours was obviously a communication major, a little bit more broad. There's lots that you could do with that. So that was really helpful. But yeah, when people go into college, they've already kind of like narrowed down this path of like, this is what I'm going to be.
1: Especially if you have to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something where you need extra schooling after, you really do have to decide that pretty early on. And that can be very scary for so many people because it's not that we're so we're teenagers. It's not like we're <laughs> supposed to know what we're going to like, you know, it's crazy because just a year before in high school, you were treated like a child, and then now you're, okay, now you're in college. You have to figure it all out and have a plan. Yeah, And then your no. plan ends up not going according, to, according plan. to plan. Okay. So
0: yeah, let's get back to your story and you graduating like in the very early days of the pandemic and everything going into lockdown.
1: What was that like? It was scary. Honestly, I had to Move across the country. I was very fortunate enough to be offered a guest room in my brother's house. So I did have a place to go where I didn't have to pay rent, and I was really, really fortunate with that. Mm -hmm. But there was definitely a couple weeks there where I realized I didn't have a savings. I didn't have a job lined up. I no longer had school. I didn't have an apartment. And I didn't know what I would be doing two weeks from then. So I genuinely felt so stuck and so honestly angry too, because I had been planning this forever. This is always what I wanted to do. Like how dare COVID take it away from me? Like who does COVID think he is? And it took a lot of, a a lot of time to get over that anger and to get over that like resentment that I had at the beginning. I'm guessing this
0: was a topic of conversation you were having with your therapist.
1: Oh yes. (laughs) Thank goodness for those weekly sessions. I do not think I would have gotten through this period without my therapist. Honestly, I also had been seeing the same therapist for many years already. So she'd been with me through a lot of transitions, Mm -hmm. which I think was really, really helpful in how she was able to help me because she knew how I handled things in the past. And she knew a lot about me and was able to really tailor in and hone in on certain areas that I never even noticed. So Mm -hmm. that was great. So
0: give us a a little glimpse of the tools that you were now using. Thank you to therapy to kind of help you manage and cope through these first few weeks and months of
1: graduating with no future? Yeah. So I think one thing that my therapist really encouraged me to do was to expand. I know I just graduated college, was but was to expand my education. Hmm. I could not fathom going back to school at the time. I was like, there's just no way I want to go back to school right now. So I ended up taking a bunch of online courses and tried out different industries that way. It's a lot more affordable. And honestly, I actually found it a lot more hands-on because you have to do everything. Whereas like a professor's not handing it to you, a professor's not showing you and telling you what pages and giving you assignments to keep you on track, Like you have to do it all. So it's a little bit more empowering. And I ended up getting an online event certification I got a couple different marketing certs and just certified in all different things and decided to land on social media management as my official certification that I would use moving forward so I went through that process all by the guidance of my therapist and having her really help me analyze did I like this do I can I see myself doing this and just really reflecting on more than yes can this make me money but like what else can it do because you loved wedding planning so we need to find something that you love that you can replace that with so and was
0: that replacement supposed to be like okay this is a temporary replacement because ultimately you're going to go back to event planning and and the the world is going to open up again or was this like okay you're walking away from that dream and just totally taking a new direction
1: so at first I was determined that it would just be a break and I would go back to wedding planning and lockdown would end any second now and it, it'll all go back to normal. I think everyone
0: okay. was in asking right? to, like, right? this is a temporary. It's 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 over and
1: like it'll in a snap. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So then month one, month two, month three. All, these, all this time goes by and I'm realizing as I'm living also in the Midwest where all of the laws continuously changed every week mm-hmm. and one week like you could go from Illinois to Wisconsin, the next week you couldn't and the next week you had to have this. Pre- it was just so crazy and it made me realize, okay, this is not going to end anytime soon mm-hmm. and wedding planning will also not be the same when it does come back. And I don't know if I will enjoy that culture as much anymore, nor will I enjoy the type of people that kept wedding planning going when it shouldn't have been going. Because there were definitely a lot of planners who ignored the rules and kept doing events and kept doing weddings. And obviously, they are still successful because they're the ones that kept making money, whereas other planners followed the rules and now are not as successful. And it's just that imbalance really bothered me. And after about four months, I would say I finally realized, okay, I think it's time for me to think about making the switch. And I didn't actually officially decide to make the switch. Until I started making some money freelancing mm. and knew that I could do it. Yeah. Money is a really good indicator
0: of like future yeah. success. You're like, oh, look, I actually earned something by doing this.
1: There's some potential here. <laughs> it was like an epiphany. Like, oh, someone can just pay me and I don't have to go. No one can take my like, taxes. Wow, this is awesome. And it was just like a light
0: bulb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you're doing social media. You get a handful of clients. You're making some money. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Lord, right? Right. And now, and then, you know, what was that? That was mental
1: switch for you. So one of my clients, I helped out a little extra because I I found him to be a little extra disorganized, and he needed a little extra help and. In- figuring out the actual priorities of our tasks and what is the end result we're going for. And let's just organize your head a little bit before we put everything like down as a to-do. And through that process, he said that I really, really helped him organize like his entire life beyond work and that it was something I could really create a business on. And I never really thought about it until he said that. And I realized I had been becoming obsessed with productivity systems and implementing all these workflows and systemizing everything and streamlining everything just naturally as I started freelancing. And he said that I should totally combine the two. And then that led me to go down this whole research phase of what productivity really is like what does productivity mean how can I boost my productivity as a freelancer working for myself Mm -hmm. and that's when I noticed that nothing incorporated mental health and nothing talked about like how your well-being has a lot to do with how much you are productive and you really cannot have professional development without personal development and I felt that there was such a missing link there. And that's when I realized okay, this is my calling. This is what I am meant to do, considering I have been raised with a foundation in mental health and I'm super passionate about making things more productive. I have to combine the two. And that was about a year ago. So, been an entrepreneurial journey ever since, honestly. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, First off,
0: I want to acknowledge you for, you know, going through a really hard time of life and I'm sure you had your moments, but, but really, you know, holding it, holding yourself together and holding yourself accountable of, okay, this isn't changing. So I need to change.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I do believe that therapy was a big reason I was able to have that self-awareness. Yeah. I think I'd been working to build self-awareness my whole life. So when my therapist, you know, asked me these questions and encouraged me to continue self-coaching and asking myself the same questions every day and not just in our sessions, that was a real key thing and something I encourage others to do for sure.
0: Cause some people, you know, could I'm sure there, there are many, there's thousands of thousands of students who graduated at the same time you did and probably just sat there and said, I'm just going to wait it out.
1: I actually, one of my good friends was dating a bartender and he obviously got let go. And she was really encouraging him to try to, you know, this is your chance to like get out of bartending and try something else. Nothing against bartenders. He just said that he always wanted to do something else. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this is your chance. And nothing really ever came of it. And I always thought, you know, I bet there's a lot of people that didn't just didn't know how to take that step. Like they want to, but there's just, you know, not enough information, not enough support, whatever it may be to actually make that jump. And that I think that's the really crucial part.
0: Yeah, the fear of the unknown, the fear of changing and the fear of doing something different is always that first hurdle that people face or not knowing how it's going to end prevents people from even starting, right? Like some people need to know the the full detail of the journey and the road trips and like what roads, what turns, what stops before they'll even like begin. Whereas everyone's like, Let's just drive, let's figure this out. Right. Um, And maybe we're turning left and maybe we're turning right. Who knows? But it's it's a bit of an adventure. Whereas other people need to like predetermine like, how is this? How am I getting there? Not okay, that's where I want to be. Let's figure out how to get there.
1: I love everything that you just said. And it reminded me of a like little story, I think that really explains a very good way to balance the two ideologies right there. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you are driving and you're taking a road road trip across the country. You obviously know your destination because you are going across the country. So you have somewhere to go. Let's say New York, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So New York is your destination. So you input it into your phone and Siri is giving you directions, but Siri only will give you the next, one or two steps theory will never really give you the entire roadmap. And I think that's a really good way to look at goal planning and like vision setting is you should know the end destination, but really only focus and narrow in on the next one or two steps. And like, you will get to the next part when it's time, but just have those headlights on just the little road in front of you.
0: Yeah. Because if you zoom out so far that you can see the whole the whole trip in, on a screen, you don't see any of the details. It is like- what, And you'll what never remember it. Yeah. So zoom in, like focus in on those first few lefts and rights, those first few streets, those first few turns, like get out of your neighborhood.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then,
0: okay, so you have this first client who is like, oh, you're really good at all of this stuff. And this is what I, I actually need your help in. Then how did you go about- Building this new business for yourself?
1: It was a slow process, mainly because I had absolutely zero idea what building a business entailed and what it involves in the day in, day out. I never took a business class, I never took an entrepreneurial class, nothing like that. So I honestly was really nervous and had major imposter syndrome. Which I think delayed me a lot in actually taking that first step and getting started. Very much like what we were just talking about—that fear of the unknown, fear of like I don't know how to start a business, I don't know what, a, what how to build a website, I don't know what what I should do, I don't know <laughs> how to coach—and fear definitely stopped me from taking the jump for a little bit. And then finally, I. I promised myself, just like made an internal commitment that I would really follow my gut and do what I know other people need and use my own experiences. Because even though I am young, I've had plenty of experiences to use and teach. Mm -hmm. And just fueling my own self-confidence was honestly the first step in making this jump because if i'm not confident in myself then i will not help others feel self-confident and i know that that needs that disconnect needed to fade away before i really really got started so that was number one for me then number two i outsourced as much as i could because i am i do not want to code a single thing i also didn't want to go through a bajillion templates i would have chosen 50 and could never have decided. So I just hired a website designer to do a website real quick, got that done with, and have been writing blogs and figuring out my tone as I go. And I've been, I would call myself honestly an an online course junkie. I love taking online courses about anything and everything from Google SEO to Pinterest to blogging to, you know, name it. And It's just been a matter of educating myself and boosting my self-confidence and getting my name out there and just like doing podcasts and talking to other people and sharing what I'm doing. I think that's been really my main focus. And so now that I'm certified and I have my coaching material set up and I'm creating my e-course and I'm all about it, I am so ready to make that next jump and really make it a business and start actually coaching people, making sales and all that fun stuff.
0: Love it. Well, the the one criteria of entrepreneurship is you have to be a forever
1: student. Yes, absolutely. Right, you and I think that is something. Learning. Yeah, I think that's something that was really instilled with me. Just having a father who's a college professor, so I'm very lucky to have that mentality. Yeah, and and the other
0: quote is like leaders are readers, right? Like that's the other thing. You got to be reading. You got to be self improving yourself as well as your business. And they say. You know, your business will only grow as much as you do personally. So that's where that, you know, personal development and professional development need to be toe in toe, like you like one step, absolutely one step professional is what actually gets you forward versus if you're only doing professional, you're going to walk around in a circle. And if you're only doing personal, you're also not going to get anywhere. You actually have a nice balance of both of those things.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that link is so, is missing in so many organizational cultures and just like work from home cultures too, where people are pushing themselves so much at work and they just want this one result so badly and they can't figure out why they're not getting there, but then they're not looking at themselves and they're not realizing, oh, well, since I'm the one doing the work, maybe I need to adjust something.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So for anyone else out there listening right now who is about to graduate or has graduated or even is like maybe 10 years into their career and realizing where they are is not where they wanna be or the industry they're in is no longer feasible for the life that they wanna have and they gotta they they gotta figure out what's next. What are your like top three tips?
1: My number one tip would be to have a vision of the the future. So you should be able to close your eyes and literally visualize what your life will look like X number of years down the road, let's say 5, even six months, honestly will work too. Because when you know what you want at the end, that first step to get there becomes so much more clear And then your motivation to take that jump, to make that first step just sparks and becomes so much bigger. So definitely start with having a vision. Mm -hmm. And then my next tip would be to streamline and like routinize your schedule as much as possible. So whether that be including rituals into your day to make sure that you always include a little bit of self-care or whether that be including walks or including working out or honestly just making sure that your calendar is non-negotiable by viewing it as non-negotiable and taking control of when you want meetings to happen and when you don't want meetings to happen. I think when you really make your, make as much as you can a routine, other things, other challenges become so much easier to handle because you're not wasting energy on things that shouldn't be taking up energy. They say the average
0: adult makes 37,000 decisions a day.
1: So imagine an (laughs) entrepreneur or imagine someone working from home, like when you have extra distractions and when you have extra going on you probably make 60,000 decisions a day honestly it's Mm -hmm. crazy Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so as many of them as we can kind of put on autopilot or you already know that's that's happening so you don't need to add it to the decision list Frees up your mental space in a big way to be creative to be thoughtful to solve those problems to show up in a totally different way so yeah that's a really good tip what's next
1: And my third tip would be always be as grateful as you can. We typically get lost in things that we want and things that we do not have, which makes us miss life and makes us forget about the beautiful things that are right in front of us. For example, I got to move in with my two nephews and my niece when I graduated college. So even though, you know, I felt like I kind of lost my whole future, I got to build such beautiful relationships with my family that I never would have gotten the chance to build unless I lived there because we lived across the country from each other. Mm-hmm. So when you find those moments of gratitude and those little things that bring a smile to your face and just make you feel a little, little extra warm inside, take a moment and like remember those and thank the universe, God, whoever you want to thank, thank them for it. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I love it. Love it. All right. So I love asking this question to everybody too is now what? What's going on with Emily? Where can people find you? Do you got an offer going on? Tell us all the things.
1: Now what? My favorite question. So I am just launching an e course that really summarizes all of the tips and strategies and tools I used to get unstuck and move forward. So very cleverly, the e-course name is called How to Get Unstuck and Move Forward. And and I'm really excited to share it because it is a super short course, but it has a workbook that honestly incorporates so much of what my therapist had me do and then incorporates so much of the research I've been doing and all of these like fun activities and also a bunch of free printables that you actually get to keep and use as implementation tools throughout The rest of your life, if you want. So I'm super, super excited about that. And then I also officially launched my one on one coaching. So if you wanted to reach out to me to chat, we could totally get that going. And I love doing my vlogs because I talk all about the tips and tricks that I use every single day and also have a free, like, printable or tool or design or something along those lines to help you implement whatever the blog's about. So definitely awesome. check all that out. And where can they
0: find you? Where, where, where is this all living and housing on that beautiful website that yes. you had someone else built for you?
1: <laughs> TheProductivityFlow.com.
0: Excellent. Cool. All right. So everyone, if this story resonated with you, please give it a like, a share. Don't forget to subscribe. Or if you know someone else who is going through something similar, we all know, you know, fresh grads or students or people who are in transition and needing to figure out what's next after a one big cha- chunk of their life chapter closes, or like a graduation. Please, please, please share this episode with them because they it might just help them figure out their very own now what. All right, that is it for us today. Thank you Emily for joining me. This was such a lovely conversation. And thank um, you so much. I I love the fact that, you know, you took a situation that was awful, like let's just call it what it is, but you made it into the best opportunity for yourself and it likely could have saved you from a
1: career in wedding planning that you actually didn't want. I so agree. Thank you so much for saying that. I definitely think there's uh, that everything happens for a reason. And if a door closes, there absolutely will be another one that opens. You just have to keep your eyes open to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe,
0: you know, that saved you from a horrible Bridezilla experience that you just didn't. Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Plus, I get my weekends back. Right. Okay, that's
0: it for us this week. Stay tuned for another episode and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank, Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.